It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. Welcome to Blacks and Whites. And we have an incredibly important and special guest, a gentleman who I have been trying to get on the show almost from the very beginning, Dr. Ben Carson. And I don't know, sir, is it, should I call you doctor or should I call you Mr. Secretary? What's the, what is the pro- proper etiquette? Just don't call me a camp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You, you, you have written a great deal. Uh, you, you have a, a, a nonprofit that was established. Uh, you didn't give up your commitment to America after you finished your term as, as secretary. Um, so how has it been making the adjustment of not having the secretary's job and doing something else? How, how has the adjustment been? Well, you know, after the election in 2020, I decided that maybe this time I could retire because the first time I retired, I failed. So I said, this time I'll get it right. But uh, it wasn't many weeks after the election that I said, I'm not going to have any fun playing golf all day, cruising, <laughs> not watching our country go down the tubes. I can't do that. Right. So some of the very excellent people who worked with me at HUD and I put together the American Cornerstone Institute, which uh, focuses on those cornerstone principles that made America great. Our faith, which teaches us how to relate to each other, says love your neighbor, not cancel your neighbor which is just the opposite and is pure evil. And then liberty, we have been the beacon of freedom for the world. And uh, we can see those freedoms slipping away and we're gonna have to obviously put up some stiff resistance. And then community, the ability to work together. We have factions that are trying to drive wedges in our, in our communities on the basis of race, income, age, religion, political affiliation, gender, you name it, they're trying to drive wedges, they're trying to divide us. That's what this uh, new book, Created Equal, is about. And then life, as we've grown uh, less respectful of life from the womb to the tomb, we've become more coarse in our relationships with each other. And then we have the pediatric component called Little Patriots littlepatriotslearning.com, where we have free online uh, teaching with uh, beautiful cartoon characters uh, to help our young people get a real appreciation of who we are as a nation, our real history, warts and all, we don't cover anything over, but it's put in proper perspective so that people come away with a real appreciation of our nation. So that's been keeping me busy. I guess uh, I, I was going to. I wanted to ask you about the, the young people. Um, is there a way that we could get that program and put it on our network for children? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So maybe maybe off air we can figure out how to get that done because I, I'd love to be able to do that. So you know, uh, looking at your life and your career and your and your your background, um, you were clearly blessed by the Lord with talents and abilities. And that's probably why he's not going to let you retire. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I guess I'll retire when I get to heaven. There you go. <laughs> um, so 
if I if I could be so bold, I don't know whether you can see uh, my partner, Daramelia, has joined us, and um, you I'm know I'm I'm enthusiastic here because this is the man. This is Dr. Ben Carson. I mean, you are an inspiration to many of us out there. You have the intelligence, you have the ability, and last but not least, you tell the truth. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. As you can tell, we're both very excited about having you on the show, and, and we're not embarrassed about that at all. Um, doctor, there, there are a, a lot of things that we could talk about, but I would really just ask you a question. Right now, what do you think is the biggest challenge in America that we're facing? I think uh, hatred, division. You know, America is a very strong nation. We are much too strong to be brought down by China or Russia or Iran or North Korea, but we can be destroyed from within. Jesus said it best, it was echoed by Abraham Lincoln. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Never has stood, never will stand. And we're in the process of destroying ourselves right now because we're listening to the purveyors of hatred and division who want to fundamentally change this nation. And what they have to do in order to accomplish that is they have to first make everybody dissatisfied with the situation that we have. And that, that is completely inappropriate. Uh, and we need to begin to look at what we do in fact have uh, and tell the truth about it. And that's the reason that I wrote Created Equal. Doctor, I, I, I write a lot of commentary. I've been doing it for years. And, and the thing that I look at today that really concerns me is the ongoing continual revelations of what's happened in the public education system and, and the, 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 the environment in which children are pitted against their parents, whether it's critical race theory or gender identification or whatever. Um, how do we turn that? I mean, there's been generations that have been involved in this, in this um, destroying the, the, the brains of our, our young people, the future generation of leaders. How do we turn that around? Well, you're right. Uh, this has been planned for a very long time. Mm -hmm. and Nikita Khrushchev 60 years ago said that your grandchildren's children will live under communism and we won't have to fire a shot. What did he know? Mm. that they could gain control of our educational system and indoctrinate our kids. And they've been working on that for, for decades now and putting all the pieces in place and then gain control of the media so that you could spoon feed the people only what you want them to hear, exclude the things you don't want them to hear, replace faith in God with faith in government and elevate the national debt to astronomical levels so that you could justify massive taxation, redistribution of wealth and complete control. And what we have to recognize is that we can't stand by and just complain about what's going on. And I see it happening as I travel around the country. A lot of parents are now getting involved. They're running for the school board. They're running for city council. They are making themselves heard. And that is the solution. And that's the way our system was designed. Unfortunately, we kind of fell asleep at the wheel for a while, but right. I think we're waking up pretty quickly right now. Doctor, when we started this show a little over a year ago, the very first program we did, we were, we were kind of out ahead of the curve. We did a, 
a two-part program. First part was on critical race theory as it was being taught in the schools, and this is long before Virginia exploded and other things. And then we did a, um, a second segment was on the way in which the Democrats treated Tim Scott after when he gave a response to the president's uh, joint session of Congress and the abuse that he was taking. I mean, it, we got over 400,000 people listened to that show. Um, and it's still one of the biggest ones that are, are download. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I got involved in the civil rights movement in Columbus, Ohio in the 70s and, and desegregating the schools. And yet today, doctor, I don't understand why we have, we spent so much time, energy and effort and blood, sweat and tears to desegregate the schools. And now there are people in the black community who want to resegregate colleges and universities. I don't yeah. understand what happened there. Well, it really doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know, you've got people uh, in leadership positions uh, who are just puppets, I think, uh, for those who want to fundamentally change our nation. And they're going to use every mechanism uh, that they can find uh, in order to accomplish their goal. And unfortunately, these people have a very aberrant uh, view of who we are and what we should be. And they want a government-centric nation, not one that is based on the wishes of the people. And therefore, any tactic, any type of manipulation is fine. And uh, they use what Vladimir Lenin referred to as useful idiots. You know, they take people and try to make this seem like your issue just so that they can manipulate you and get you to do their will. But here's the good thing. Uh, you know, I used to go to, uh, you know, various uh, meetings and uh, if they were conservative leaning meetings, I would generally be the only black person there. That's not true anymore. Uh, the, the, the numbers are expanding significantly and I think a lot of people are beginning to think for themselves. And if there is some systemic racism, it exists among those people who think that they can determine what black people are and what they should think. You right. know, when, when the president said, if you have trouble distinguishing me and Donald Trump, you ain't black. I mean, how does he have the authority to determine who's black? Very true. Very true. Uh, doctor, I'm gonna turn you over to uh, Daryl because he's, I'm sure he's got a lot of questions and we've got a little bit of time. We made a commitment of when we would get you off the air. So thank you for your time and Daryl, go. Okay, uh, first question is, well, I was talking, let me start off with this. I'm so honored. I mean, yeah, black man's blushing because he's he's here with an icon. I mean, the former head of the Department of, I mean, of Housing and Human Services, a, the, a neurosurgeon. I mean, the man is phenomenal. My question, last night I was talking with, um, Republican candidate, sorry, I'm a little nervous now, Republican candidate Laverne um, Spicer of Florida. And she was quoting on the same topic that you just talked about, about a, a man, not of the race, not of the color, is telling you how you should be. Do you honestly see that the Biden administration has more quote unquote systemic racial overtones than any other administration you've seen? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, the further left people are, the less they're able to see it. 
the less they're able to see the bias and the bigotry and what they say and what they do. And uh, I think we have a job of pointing it out to them. There is no black way of thinking. just like there is no white way of thinking. Uh, you know, people think based on their experiences and their environment, and it has nothing to do with the color of their skin. And I can tell you as a neurosurgeon, you know, when I cut the scalp and peel that skin back and take off that bone flap, I'm operating on the thing that makes that person who they are. Their skin doesn't make them who they are, and their hair doesn't make them who they are. It's the brain. Desire to run again for office. I mean, we, we were very happy with you when you were running. And yes, we were also happy for Donald Trump when he was running, but we were looking more so to have a, a real man that represents the population that Joe Biden proclaims that should be following him. Um, do you think that one day you will run again for public office, i.e. maybe the presidency? Well, there's, there's no question that we need a different type of leadership, a thoughtful leadership, that is interested in the welfare of the people. Uh, it's not my intention to run, uh, but I will always do what the Lord wants me to do. I just hope that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it was terrible. When you were when you were running for office, was it? Did you experience a lot of the anger that the community of color was supposedly having? I mean, during that time period, we also had Black Lives Matter running around and TIFA running around, many other organizations. Do you, did you experience or see any of that? Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, validation. Maybe validation for it. What I did experience, though, uh, because we went into a lot of inner city environments and had roundtables and uh, community discussions. Uh, what I did encounter were a lot of people who said, gee, you're nothing like they portray you on television. <laughs> they said, you're really a very likable guy and we like your ideals. But uh, unfortunately, we have a media that has an agenda and uh, they very much want to keep particularly the black community divided. Uh, they've always wanted to do that. You think back to slavery. Um, you know, there were more slaves than there were owners in places like Alabama and Mississippi. So they would tell the slaves that worked in the house that you're better than the guys in the yard. And the ones in the yard, you're better than the ones in the field. Keep that tension going. And then after slavery was over, the light-skinned ones, you're better than the dark-skinned ones. There's always something. And, and now, you know, they want to make sure that uh, the majority of Blacks uh, don't listen or have anything to do with those who are conservative. Uh, they'll say their Uncle Tom's are race traders because if they get together and they coalesce that power, you know, they're afraid of that. So they, they keep doing everything they can to divide us. Doctor, uh, one more question real quick. Dr. Carson, I saw the movie Gifted Hands where Cuba Gooden Jr. portrayed you and I loved it. Was that a more accurate uh, production of who you were during that time period, or I had to ask that question because I love it. <laughs> well, they, did, they actually did a very good job. Uh, I had probably 12 to 15 movie companies that wanted to do a movie, including Disney, but they all believed in something we call artistic license, where they get to spice it up. And 
I knew how Hollywood is and they'd have me having an affair with some ICU nurse. I said, no way. Uh, but this group, you know, they said they would do it accurately. They consulted me and they actually did a very good job. Okay, back to Doctor, that. Doctor, we, we made a commitment and we're gonna, we're gonna honor it. Thank you so much for the time. We would love to have you come back again and I'll reach out to your publicist to see how we can get your children's show on our network. I'll be happy to keep up the good work and thanks for being a patriot. Thank you for joining you, us. Dr. God bless that man. God bless that man. Dan, I am impressed. I mean, that's been the man Carson there, Dan. I know. I mean, oh, yes, you know, I had a, I mean, I love that movie Gifted Hands, so I had to throw that in there. That's okay. Because it, it, I mean, that movie was an inspiration. I mean, I'll be honest, it's, it's good to be on live once again with you because i mean i gotta tell you some good news dan i'm gonna say it openly my mother and uh, my aunt are gone to closing to sell the property and done kaputs no stress over the head no more we just did it literally two minutes before i popped in okay good good and i mean i'm like yes the stress is off the yeah. level of mental anguish and I thank you, Dan, because you've been patient and you know I've been <laughs> everywhere. I've been literally everywhere. So now people out there, guess what? I'm back. And this network is getting ready to blow up. In fact, let me express to you all out there that are listening live right now that the Blacks and White Network is getting ready to shoot for a new star. And we're not talking about, you know, the, the, the famous one that, you know, I hate to say our president looks towards, which is called the moon. No, we're going beyond the moon. We're gonna shoot for the tallest building and get to the top. Um, I'm also communicating with the great Elon Musk to bring him to have a conference with us as well. So guess what? Thank you very much. Uh, and next step for us is I would like to set up an interview for me and Dan to talk with the lady I spoke with last night. Um, and I think Dan is gonna really love her. She's from Carolina, but she lives in Florida. She's a Republican running for the 20, fourth district in Miami and her name is Laverne Spicer she's a no-cut card woman like I said she's from Carolina but she's down in Florida she's ran a um food products where they she gives out food for over 20 years her and her husband are very voice worthy and they are tired of the Democrats trying to take over right. every place just letting you know, they are tired. They're done. She ran last time, and the woman that she ran against played a hoop-de-doop, and some numbers came out backwards, and she lost. But this time, I'm guaranteeing this woman a win. I mean, it's time for a change in America. And Ben Carson, I would love to see you run for president one more again. One more, because you're the man. So how you been doing, Dan? But I would say I would say this. Uh, I would respect his wishes if he chose not to want to run for president. 
but I would put a caveat in there. And that would be Dr. Carson, I want you as a major cabinet head because I saw what you did before and we got to straighten out this country and we need all the talent we can get. And you're a very talented guy. So I, I would, if we get a Republican president, I hope there's a spot for Mr. Carson, Dr. Carson to become secretary again. I would love to see him secretary of department of education. I mean, they, yes, he was good for housing and urban development. I'm okay. not going to deny that, but I want somebody that's going to just, take the bulldozer and knock the whole education department and the buildings down and start fresh. Because right now, it is a controlled Department of Education. When woke culture walked into the Department of Education and told the parents, you have no rights. Us teachers have the rights, which is the representative of the state. Then something is wrong, Dan. Something's dead wrong. Well, I don't, I don't know whether you heard the, the question I asked uh, Dr. Carson about the, the inherent nature of decades of teachers indoctrinating our children. How do we turn that around? And basically what it was saying was that we, we have to start with the next generation because once they're gone from schools, that garbage is stuck in their brains and it's gonna be a hard time for them to get it out of their brains. But that, that's the thing that scares me is that we, we have created a, a gener multiple generations of children who hate their parents, think their parents are racist, uh, white supremacists, and that um, uh, they, they have to do something about it. I mean, I, I, I was, I was um, somewhat encouraged, and maybe I shouldn't be, but I was somewhat encouraged last night when uh, on the five on Fox News, um, they were doing a story about the, um, the brief that was leaked out, out of the Supreme Court. And they talked about the big high fence they put up and the stone barriers and everything. But when they went to the a long view on the camera to the, to, the, to the Supreme Court, there was practically nobody there. No. And I, I think I, I've said in a lot of interviews that I've done since then, I, I, I don't see that this, this is going to be an, a, an event that's going to change the outcome of the midterm election because people are more concerned about inflation and what they're paying for gasoline and milk and food and what's happening at the border long before they're dealing with abortion. Because the reality is that the brief does not eliminate abortion. It simply transfers the power back to where it was supposed to be, and that is at the states. Um, I did an interview recently with, a, with a, a woman who was talking about this, and she said over 60% of the 63 million abortions that have taken place since Roe v. Wade were on Black women. Blacks as a population percentage, about 13% of the country, but there's 63% of the abortions that have been that have, that have been committed in this country. And in New York City, there are more abortions than there are life births, primarily in the black community. And so I, I just I don't understand 
why what all the uproar is because if you read the brief and most people won't they'll let the cnn and the cnbc people and msnbc people tell them what the brief says when it, they're not telling the truth right but i i just think that the other issues that you and i've talked about about what's going on in the economy and and food and shortage of gasoline and and distribution diesel fuel at an all-time high um good god is it high Truckers spending thousands of dollars to fill their tanks to be able to drive, and and they're going they're going out of business because they they can't afford it. Um, well, a lot of things wrong in this economy, and and that's as um, Bill Clinton was up for re-election, his um, his campaign manager said, "Remember, Mr. President, it's about the economy. It's about the wallet, about the pocketbook. That's what it's about more than anything else." All this other stuff, while might be important, is irrelevant compared to what's going in your purse or what's coming out of your purse. And you're not old enough to remember gas rationing under Jimmy Carter, but you probably heard about it. Uh, I'll put this way. Yes, I heard about it. I heard that that time was hard, but I also heard that we didn't have to ration. Well... We were dependent upon OPEC and other foreign nations for 63% of our energy. So they had, they had control over it. But now we have a situation, I heard this yesterday, that um, drilling activity in the Dakotas has picked up dramatically. Uh, is it because we're stuck with OPEC? Well, I think it's because it's done on private land. It's not government land. But what most people don't understand, they're trying to figure out, well, if the price of crude oil has come down, why hasn't the price of gasoline coming down as much? And the, what they don't understand in the last 12 months, Biden has closed 12 refineries in the United States. The last one being two weeks ago in uh, or so in um, Houston, which was almost a 300,000 barrel a day refinery. That's gone. Hold on. He's closing places that could actually lower our debt, lower the, the parents having to drive to school, driving to work. I mean, I know people here in this area that literally drive 20, 30 miles a day. So what are we doing? We're paying off OPEC for the Biden administration? It, it, it when you yes when you say that that that's that's true and and the, and the problem daryl is that we don't have enough people who understand that when we stop producing our own oil our demand didn't go away we just had to go to different places before the break outbreak of the of the ukrainian war we were importing 21% of the gasoline that we use in this country from Russia, 21% was coming from Russia. And when they, when the president said he was going to place an embargo on Russian oil, what he didn't say was the rest of the statement in about six to eight weeks. In about six to eight weeks, we'll start shutting it down. So they, they, they had to make arrangements to try and get uh, the supply. Saudis would not take the president's phone call, would not talk with Joe Biden about increasing production. They said no. And so 
Um, we have to talk to Iran. We have to talk to Venezuela. Oh, Iran, our enemy. Oh, I'm sorry. It sounds like the United States having to go to the enemy. And and, and hold on. Don't we still have that uh, arms deal with them that we're trying to work out? Yes. Uh, I guess I guess they got the upper hand on the old man sitting in right. the office that couldn't figure out which direction to turn. Right. At North Carolina A&T, you should see him, everyone. His hand is out. He's looking for the invisible man to shake the invisible man's hand the whole time. And there's nobody there, Joe. Oh, well, I just walk out through the crowd. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I don't understand. Why hasn't this man been impeached? Because Afghanistan was his, it was a it was it was the biggest mess ever. Right. But they won't impeach him. He said things that are purely racist. They won't impeach him. Right. He's got this country all messed up. But Nancy Pelosi says he's doing good. They won't even try to impeach him. Because the Democrats control the House by four votes. And it's a tie in the Senate. So they're never going to get, if, if right now, with the, with the makeup in the House and the makeup in the Senate, even if the House were to impeach him, they probably couldn't convict him. Probably not saying they couldn't under the current makeup. You change the the House to Republicans, and you change the Senate to Democrats, giving up the power to the Republicans. Now you got a different story. But the the thing that people this is something that people are not thinking clearly about. We're going to have. We're in, we're in the primaries right now. They just started this week. Ohio, J.D. Vance won. Right. And 13 of the 14 and maybe all 14 of the people down the ballot that Trump endorsed in Ohio all won their, their, their primaries. But my point is that so we go, we go into November and uh, let's say we win the majority in the House and the Senate. But they don't take office until January, mm-hmm. which means that the Democrats have almost eight months still in control to do whatever they want to try and do. Now, if they're, if they're a bunch of lame ducks, the, the people aren't coming back and there are 30 plus Democrats who've already announced that they're gonna retire and another 30 or 40 get beaten at the polls. Um, maybe they're gonna have a hard time or maybe they'll be so angry, angry that they'll, they'll wanna try and pass something. But I just, I don't see anything happening. But let me tell you what I saw this week that concerns me more than anything else. We had a situation where Nancy Pelosi led a delegation of Democrats only to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you want to go to that spot? Okay. And then her, and then her, in her meeting that was publicized with Zelensky, she committed the country. She spoke for the president. You, you, you caught where I was getting ready to go. She spoke for the president. No, she spoke as president. President. Ooh. As president. She didn't say, she said we. She didn't say the president. She said we. And, it does do a lot, don't it? Pardon me? 
Tells you a lot, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely it does. And, and most people didn't pick that up. And so um, uh, we, we got this, the Speaker of the House doing the job of the elected president of the United States. Mm. Well, he's not doing it, so I guess it's okay for her. But it, it, it's amazing. You pointed out a few moments ago about his inability to be articulate and, and, and talk about issues. You know, I, I don't understand, Daryl. I really don't understand what Democrats think when they see their leader standing before a podium who can't get things right, he can't pronounce people's names or places, doesn't know what the hell's going on, and they're happy with him. He's a platinum puppet. <laughs> He's a platinum puppet. Here's the, here's the other thing. Now, Joe Biden, on his most recent trip, was promoting his $33 billion supplemental spending to support the Ukrainian government by providing military equipment and resources. Hold on. What country was that again? Make sure people understood what country you were just talking about. Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay. And on top of $13 billion that he's already got approved. Now, here's the problem. He has not, Lewinsky, Wozinski asked him to come to the country, and he ain't going. He hasn't said he's going to go. He's spending more money trying to protect the border in Ukraine than he is to try to protect the border in the United States. Make it worse. Make it worse. We got homeless people living right outside less than a block from the U.S. Capitol, living in tents. We got homeless Americans that need a place, shelter, water, food, children taken care of. Oh, we, hold on. Let me get the woke culture sign. Maybe what we should do is have the government take the children from them so that they could be raised in a more secure environment. Excuse me, they got parents. If you gave the parents a chance in life, because, I mean, COVID knocked everybody down financially. It was, I mean, literally, the shutting down of this country was the worst thing that could have ever happened. Right. But now all that money that Joe Biden has given to Ukraine and we got our borders wide open. They coming in in buses. They even renting U-Hauls right there in Texas. Yeah, they renting U-Hauls and they putting like 60 people in the back of the U-Haul truck. Uh, driving them in, trains. But we got these homeless Americans sitting right here in the nation's capital that are not able to feed themselves they're out there panhandling begging you call it what you wish well COVID's over well guess what you have no address you have no mailbox you have no technology you're homeless you're surviving they're back in caveman days third world nation type shit but you'd rather send billions of dollars to Ukraine. Oh, and fly their people here. Oh, they, they're not terrorists. Don't worry about them. 
fly me here. I was listening to the news report and they said that we were getting people from 156 nations the across border. the southern border. Right. My question for you people right now is go get a map. Go get one map of the world. Uh, in fact, just take the North and South American map. Count how many countries are in South America. Count how many country is in that little in-between spot where Panama Canal Zone is. And then you got Mexico. Do you see 156 countries there? So how are they getting across our border? No, they're flying in from another country into the southern border and coming up. Right. Who are these people? Anybody doing any vetting? Anybody doing a, 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 anything? I mean, arresting them? No, we're handing them American flags as they come across the water. Here, sir. Welcome to America. Here, sir. Here, ma'am. Oh, your little child so cute. Here's some pablum. Um, what is wrong? What is really wrong with this country? Well, we got bad leadership. We got a vice president this. <laughs> and we got Nancy Pelosi still getting drunk. And oh, but but she's doing better now. She's getting Ukrainian money on, you know, that little side dips. Yeah. And we got Joe Biden's son and that beautiful laptop that no one wants to talk about. It was lost. It's been found. Now it's lost again. It's in federal custody. How do you lose it? Don't you people out there question anything? Don't you think just a little bit? Can't you just imagine when the truth slaps you hard in your face? This is a scam. This is the biggest scam in history and every American is getting used. Because y'all want to be part of the woke culture. Get your American flag up in your hand. But, you know, woke culture says you cannot, you know, celebrate, be proud as an American. I mean, the British can be proud. Yes, we're British. But we can't. We left our veterans to fend for themselves. We've opened and, oh, sorry, we've closed all the, institutions for the mentally ill that's possible we're defunding police like right here in laurel maryland i can tell you right now i was out there after an accident helping a former serviceman for world war ii and the police department the deputy chief had to step out to help so there was deputy chief me and a um, guy that just started with the Laurel Police Department. I'm directing traffic. There, um, the other side of the road, the deputy chief was out there. And then the new recruit that just came into the department is taking the incident report. Wouldn't you think they would have more police officers there at an accident scene? Defunding. Blame it on defunding. I like what the, um, the deputy chief said. 
And I mean, honestly, I understand. He said, I just want to hit the lottery. <laughs> I mean, he said, this country is just off. And he also said, if we ever wanted to interview him, he would talk frankly and openly to us with no cut cards because he got nothing to lose. Don't you think Americans out there at this point would say, we have nothing to lose? Oh, yeah, some of you are prospering, all happy, like, but you're going to lose it all in the end, guaranteed. Dan, I, I'm just hurt by the way the veterans are being done. I'm hurt by the way American citizens have been done. And the worst part about it is education. No. I'm crying. I'm sitting here thinking, well, I get my kid dressed. I, I do his hair in the morning and then I shuffle him on to school knowing my son is going to be well protected and safe. No, I'm not going to let him have that shot. No, 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 no. And then when he gets to school, his teacher comes out. Hey, I'm woke and I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you how to be a kinder, more gentler person. Like he's some damn comic book character or she's some damn idiot. Like that Mary Popkins woman talking about her. That's another area. The bottom line is then they changed my son out of his clothing that the parent purchased and let him dress the way he wants to dress. Excuse me, but my question should be for the American public, when are you gonna stop letting people control your children? It's you that's supposed to be in charge of your child. See, I told y'all I'm gonna come back in rare form. I'm pissed. There was an article this morning, Daryl, where um, <clears throat> the school district uh, was caught because they were allowing the children when they came to school to use pronouns. But any communications between the parents and the teachers, the teachers were not to use pronouns. They were used to use he or she. They were keeping it a secret away from the parents. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, Dan. I'm, I'm still, you know, <clears throat> when did you become a pronoun? I never was a pronoun. Okay. Because <laughs> on your birth certificate, it doesn't say he, she, it, whatever, no. Dan Perkins. Okay. So when in this history, all right, maybe this is disclosure. Let's try this. We're going to use our fantasy minds, Dan. This is pure fantasy here. So let's try it. Half of you people out there are aliens. <laughs> and y'all preparing us for disclosure that you are aliens and you're coming out of the closet and you're going to shed your, your human skin and you're going to prove to us that you're an alien because you are a he, she, it, bipolar, by anything, I don't give a damn what it is, creature. Because I don't think a child should be known as anything but by their name. Right. I agree. They got, they, they got to be aliens, Dan. They're preparing us for something. If not, all those people that are using he, she, it, by whatever, I don't give a damn. 
You're insane. Every single one of you people are insane. Your mama gave you your name or your daddy gave you your name. That name is stuck to you. Well, you got a dog, you gonna call it he, she, it? Could be, could be. My dog's name is Snoopy. Okay, that's his name. Right. Everything has a identity. Right. To, uh, so you can identify. You go in the classroom, there's little Bobby, there's little Joe, there's little Shamil, there's little, that's what they are. I dare you to spread that woke culture ideology to the Islamics. How you know, dare you? Right. Do you know that uh, I saw another article today where a school board has mandated that tampons and feminine napkins have to be in the boys' locker room? Okay. Let, <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, I might need to go get a drink. <laughs> I might need a big drink for this one. I might have to bring out the big mug for this one. Tampons in the boys' bathroom. Okay, let me explain something to you. When in the hell did man use a tampon or a pad? Well, hold on. Let me say it nicely. When has a child ever used a tampon, male child, you know, that's why, ever used a tampon or pad? All right, we've used them on battlefields. I can say that you could take a, a pad or a tampon, pop it, put it in a hole if you shot, you know, stops you from bleeding. Now, that's military. That's that's a little. I can't get the understanding. I I, I just can't, Dan. I don't understand where these people are coming from. They are not. Most of these children are not having for boys. Their little wee wee cut off. For the girls, they're not having the wee-wee pulled out. They are walking around preparing for the days that they will have these children having an identity change. See, this is not transgender at this point. Because if you haven't had it cut off or had it pulled out, then you, are, you haven't changed anything, literally, because the gender modification means that you will soon have to be that entire role, which in my thorough belief, according to the definition, um, I hate to say this, but you're a transvestite if you didn't cut it off. Even if you cut it off, you change. You can't change your genetics. The genetics in the in the body. You can't make you can't make a woman into a man or a man into a woman by mutilating the genitalia. It doesn't happen. And whether a man uh, grows breasts or a woman doesn't doesn't change the chromosomes and the gene the genetic makeup of that person. But Dan, it is it's it's just a mindset. You know, it's the way they feel. It's the way they believe see i guess the culture in america has gone from feeling and believing to from the aspect of themselves i me myself and i type thing versus the aspect of reality they are afraid of reality 
The reality is you're ugly transgender. Okay, I'm sorry. Look, you can put as much makeup you want on. You can change your clothing. Look at the Admiral in the USA. I, I hate to say it. I'm former Navy, and I got to sit there and look at this. You ugly. I wouldn't. Dan, I'm sorry. No one will come up and say it honestly. You look ugly. Right. You look like a clown. I don't care how good you feel. The reality is you're ugly. <laughs> you can say whatever the hell you want behind it. I mean, I'll be nice to you because you're human. I'm going to be nice to you because you're human. But let me just tell you the truth. I don't know whose cup of tea you are. Because all I can say when it comes to this transgender issue it is a fetish. And yes, I said it, it's a fetish. You want it so bad. And a lot of problems that are occurring is due to a fetish. People want to be, they want to feel, they want to, want to, want to. And the problem that you're having is you never had your own identity. Right. You never accepted yourself. You're scared. Well, be afraid because you're ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen some drag queens. I've seen RuPaul made up. I've seen them all. I've seen some transvestites. You're ugly. So most of you just, I mean, yeah, some of you can pass. I'm sorry. But you're ugly because you don't represent yourself. You don't see yourself. You can say this is my identity all you want. But when you woke up that morning and you had to go to the bathroom, how'd you do the do in the bathroom? You know what I mean? Did you drain it through the... You know? I, I, I just want to know because identity crisis 101, you need a psychiatrist people out there and they should have given you a psychological examination before you did that. I mean, on global side, we have two transgenders, but they, these are because of, not because of their sexuality or fetish. This is their chromosome makeup. They have, you know, boy, girl, and then you got that in between where you could be a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, that's understandable. Are you going to try to tell me that 0.02%, even 0.1%, I give you the big number, 0.1 of you are in that, that, that split shift where you have both male and female utilities? I mean, people do not want to hear the truth about who or what they are. And that's an issue that we have in this country specifically. And we're trying to spread it from here to around the world. I'm sorry. The, the ministry of disinformation that my boy Biden, yeah, that's my boy, man. I love him to death. He's he, he, Brandon, Brandon, come back here. Uh, Biden um, has created, has his Mary Popkins girl on there. 
as the head of it. Yeah, she's she crazy as shit. I'm sorry. The truth is, I want to know how talking about transgender issues, identity issues, and the LGBTQ, which LD, LGBTQ don't want to take the T out. They want the T gone because you're causing too many issues. So T, get out of here, basically. Why is it that they are not even looking at that community for spreading false information? I mean, look at the parents. They send their kids to school and the teachers say, well, he, your, your son Bobby is really not Bobby, it's Barbara. And, and we think Barbara should be transformed. Well, how are you going to tell me how my son is? How are you going to tell me about what my son's attitude is? Well, he plays with Barbara, Bobby dolls and he doesn't like the Ken doll. So we're going to give him a, 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 you know, a physical realignment. You know, we're going to change his identity. Oh, really? Okay. When does a teacher, when does administration, who has the right to determine who changes what? Dan, I need help because my brain is this overwiring right now. I want to know who gave these people the right to tell you your child needs a gender reassignment. So, um, who was the who was the who was the idiot doctor? Okay, no, no, no. Be careful. Just a minute. Just a minute, because I'm going to answer your question. You may not like the answer to my question, but I'm going to answer your question. The answer to your question that who gave them the right? We did. We did because in our society, we decided that in order to maintain the standard of living that we wanted to have, the vast majority of couples who had children, both mom and dad had to work. And so we put a greater burden of responsibility on raising the children with the people who had them as much, if not more, than the parents did, and that was the school teachers. And the school teachers accepted the responsibility to raise the children, but when they accepted that responsibility, they said, we make the decisions, not you as parents. We're not going to involve you. We're going to make the decisions. So we as a nation made the ultimate decision many decades ago that it was more important for us to have a two household income so we could have all the wonderful things we wanted and let a third party raise our children. Dan, I, I have to say, thank you for that explanation. Now, all of us real human beings need to just go and gather together and we got to get this nation back on point because Right. Who was the idiot going to let somebody tell their child? I mean, I remember years ago when we had a hairy leg lady that was a man, trans, uh, not transgender. She was a, I hate to say it, um, it was called Drag Teachers in Drag or something, story time. And it really got to me because I said at that date, that they are actually trying to push an agenda. And now you see the flourishing of it. 
It's not just to indoctrinate your child, but it's going to get to you because you're going to have to accept your child. Acceptance, you know, resistance is fruitile. Acceptance is no difference. Right. And yes, okay, I accept. But the system that it came from, where it began, it began with the parents. Right. Parents, that's what happened. So we got we got four minutes. I want to go back. I'm going to go back and I want to ask you what were your impressions of the good doctor? Oh my God, Dr. Carson, I would love to have more time with him. I would love to do like I did last night after I did my show last night with Miss uh, Spicer. I was on talking to her for an hour afterwards. Should have recorded the whole thing or did it live. Um, with Dr. Carson, I would like to pick his brain, get deeper, get deeper. I would love to know what his thoughts of the new ideological ways of transgenderism and what he would think about the administration and various issues, how he sees the homelessness issue in this country. Why is the United States uh, supporting our veterans, giving them homes? They, a lot of them are in national parks, sleeping in tents, and they were told they have to leave. You have to find a little place to put your tent up, sir. Um, you have a lot of issues that are that's crushing the American spirit. We need to bring back the, the flag, the United States flag. We need to put them back into the schools, into the classroom. We need to put some, I have to say it, Lord, I know y'all know I'm going to say it and it's bad, but you got to bring some belief back into the schools. And we have to bring back patriotism. You know, on our show called Moms Across America, at our last show that we did, they all three suggested we need to not only, as you said, bring in the flag, but bring back the Pledge of, Pledge of Allegiance. <clears throat> we got to have it. I mean, how many kids out there today? Hey, parents, I know you're out there. How many of your kids know the Pledge of Allegiance? But they can t sing the songs on YouTube. I mean, it's, I, I'm not, I'm really in a rare form today because I, I'm pissed. I mean, you just, for, basically, you Americans, I'm going to separate myself from you for a minute. You Americans have lost what so many of our warriors, meaning servicemen, have died for. You've lost your country. It's done. It's over with. We're now in the land of AOC and the squad. Don't you know it costs? Everything costs. If I'm going to give you free education, free medical, free, 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 free. Everybody wants a free, right? Yeah, y'all want it free. It's going to cost somewhere. Who's it going to go on? You same people that wanted it free. You're going to work overtime. The bottom line is, do you remember when the country was in beautiful top peak condition? We were making money off of all those nations out there and no one was stealing it. You know, no missing money from Defense Department, you know, trillions of dollars. Um, do you remember when we were, you know, self-reliant on our own oil? 
natural gas. Do you remember when we had to put a wall up to stop the people from coming in because it was so good? They were coming here by the busloads and we were stopping them at the border. Do you remember the good times that we had when we got, got a chance to see the rebellion by the Antifa and Black Lives Matter because you say you're a Republican? Yeah, well, if they rebel because they you say you're a Republican, that means something's wrong. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Not all people are the same, but you remember that? Well, then how about this? You're now going to witness the destruction of America by a man who's been in the U.S. House of Representatives for over how many years? 50 years? And I'm going to sit there and watch it with you. You know why? Because I'm praying that we're going to have the next president of the United States that's going to be stronger than this whiningless, spineless, whining man that can't find his own way through North Carolina A&T's campus. Where is his security to guide him? Don't he have his ear please in? I'm sorry, Dad. Um, it's, a it's time for us. It's, it's, it's time for us to uh, <laughs> go to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and, you. And I want what Joe Biden's having. <laughs> I know they feed him well. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. And you, if you missed any of this show, you'll be able to go to Blacks and Whites, the new website, blacksandwhites.us and look under Blacks and Whites and replay this show. Thanks for joining. Have a great weekend. Take care. God everybody. bless America.